hey, this is Wilson. No Galvis this week, but um, Jason is back. How are you, Jason? I, you can't be back if it's the first episode, but I am here. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fine. Yeah, Jason wants to uh, call this the Always Justified podcast. Uh, so or the AJ podcast and people, I guess his, his thinking is that people would think that it's that AJ stands for Anthony and Jason. Like he asked me, he, he, he said, he, he suggested that name. And then he asked me what, what do I, what did I think AJ stood for? I said, Anthony and Jason, he said, no, always justify, but it'll be like a, you know, like a double entendre. Yeah, or like a, you know, there. He Sad. thinks that's really clever. I do uh, think it's and 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 always justified is a is a cool name for a for a show that's going to talk like pop culture and and social issues. Um, and so, uh, Galvis, you know, uh, Galvis has been calling me since April thirteenth. I don't know what I said or what I did to this guy. I <laughs> I didn't do anything to him. We were just talking like normal one day. And then ever since then, he has not called me once. He sent me one DM. But by then, he hadn't called me in like a week and a half. I took it personally. I mean, this guy has been talking almost every day for the past like 10, 11 years, you know. But, you know, I guess, I don't know. Has Galvis turned his back on me? Perhaps. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I always have love for the guy. I don't, I don't think... know what his, what his deal is. It's just busy with stuff. You don't understand how people can get busy with life. Well, he needs to, he needs to at least call me and let me know what he's busy with. No, he, do, he doesn't have to. I mean... That's our program, though. That's how we... You know, that's our relationship. Well, you know, there's, there's, there's a shift in the, in the dynamics of your relation, relationship, or there's just a... a a brief intermission because he's probably busy as shit. What if what if his wife's pregnant? You don't know what's going on. So, but but Jason, this is a guy who would call me. I get I probably, probably one of the first person first people he called to tell and let know that his wife was pregnant. Okay, well, what if he's sick? He's not sick. I still look at his Instagram story. What if he's he just, there messing around? What if he just realized that you're annoying. <laughs> he finally just like outgrew me. Sometimes people people come to their senses at a moment's notice. You know that could have happened. He finally, because he had been calling me like less. You know, was, he he might go a few days, yeah, and then like, it was maybe you know he he would you know I don't know what he would be doing, but you know it used to be every single day, and sometimes he call he called me twice, you know, or whatever, three times even. And then it started getting a little less and less, and he and I think he went. It was one time he went away three or four days. He didn't call me. So it was gradual. Then it was gradual. So then it's yeah. Do you know how many we've lost in this first however many minutes just because you randomly started talking about your relationship with your friend Galvez? I I need. I need the people need to know. I mean, Galvez and I have been a tandem in podcasting since two thousand (laughs) and fourteen. But you know, there's a uh, there's a. You know, have you ever heard about the Jason was a Spurs fan? Have you ever heard about that? You know that thing that Popovich used to have in the Spurs locker room about the what was it like a stone cutter or something like that? Oh, the rock, the pounding the rock, yeah, right, pounding the rock. 
And it's like, like you said, suddenly, or you said gradually, but there's this, there's this quote of this saying about, I forget, it was a quote I read that somebody said. Yeah, it's, not, not the, it's not the blow that, the last blow before the crack that caused right. it. Yeah. With all thousands of blows before that. It's just that last bro- blow that you see when you see the crack happen. That's when you see the rock crack. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and another way of saying that is I saw uh, Carlos Alcevedo, I think, was writing, uh, he wrote something. And I, uh, he say, he, he referenced his quote, this guy saying, it happened gradually and then suddenly, you know, and stuff will happen like that. But anyway, yeah. let, let, enough about Galvis. I, I wish Galvis well. I hope he's doing okay. Um, I, I don't think that's the case. I just think he's busy. But anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, I think um, we, should, we should get into what we want to talk about in this uh, Supposed first episode. It is the first episode. I don't know why it's supposed. Because it's the same people, Jason. <laughs> it's just me, me, you, and Galvin. I mean, you, even though you've only been on a few episodes. Don't, don't actors and like uh, directors work together on, on projects over and over sometimes? Mm-hmm. Do, they, do they just call it the same movie because it's the same people working on it? No, they don't, you fucking idiot. So, no. It's like, it's like, it's like Goodfellas and Casino. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like it's the same people. Okay, that's fine, but there's still different movies. There's still different creations. That's what I'm saying. This is different. And anyway, I wasn't part of your other ones outside of like one or two episodes. This is not what we're here to talk about. Yeah, let's get let's get into it. Uh, Jason wanted to talk about um, somehow. Jason Jason told me today that was that today, Jason. That you you told me that you just today. Learned about the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing yesterday. Today we yeah, but yesterday I learned about it, and I learned about it because I was listening to something, and they mentioned uh, they mentioned Dave Chappelle. What happened to him? Him being attacked on stage this week, and then somebody said, you know, this is this is part of the aftermath of what happened with Will Smith hitting Chris Frock and I was like what the fuck like <laughs> so like the past 24 hours a lot of my thoughts have been consumed with this as apparently a lot of the world was also consumed with this for like a while I don't know how long how long was this a big story probably 24 hours no nah, longer than that man <laughs> That every only everything's twenty four hours. The Ukraine at least, a, at least a couple of weeks. Really? Wow, that says a lot about. It was uh, so. It was so um, shocking. <laughs> I know. That's that's why I want. I called you to talk about it today. <laughs> My, I, it was. It was extremely shocking. Um, but we should say that to the end. Um. And we should start off talking, because that happened so long ago. We should okay. start off talking about, um, you said you wanted to talk about stay-at-home moms. I, I did, a little bit. Um, but I don't want to get myself in too much <laughs> trouble. No, Come on, man. I, no, I'm kidding. So I'm not going to say anything give me any trouble, but I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak my truth here. So over... Um, 
forgot what it was. We had a recent family gathering I was telling you about. Oh, Easter. It had to have been Easter. And uh, my brother-in-law is having his first child. It's awesome. And, um, and the women, I forget how many were at the table. The women of the table, who are all mothers, were giving him a lot of advice about um, not, the, not about, you know, his wife's physical recovery or things like that because it seems like they have, they have something in place there with her mom helping out. But, but after that, just what it's going to be like for her to be a mother. Um, and, and the difficulties of it. And, and it's, and, and being a parent is super hard. I'm not going to be like, no, it's whatever, but it is super hard. But I feel like more and more there is this badge of honor um, that is worn as, as mothers and to not, not again, because it, it is hard, right? But um, to, I don't know, to, to create it, it, something that's, you know, heroic almost, but moms are heroes. So it's like, I don't know, I'm kind of teetering here, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like there there is some embellishment and, I don't know, celebration um, that I don't think is always justified of of what it is to be a parent. You know, I think that parenthood is tough as shit, but... If you're, if it's so miserable, and that's my point is that like a lot of these conversations I hear are like, oh, this is so hard. This is the word. This is, it's going to, it's so hard. And I'm like, okay, but it's not, is it being a parent hard? But it's not like, it's fun though. You know, it can't be too hard if it's fun. It can't be too hard if it's, if it's, it brings you so much joy. So I don't know. That that's my that's my my thing recently that I've been really annoyed with is is I just have been hearing a lot of moms and I should mention for our listeners that I'm a stay at home dad. That's how I'm I'm involved in these pockets of conversation. And you have four kids. Four kids. And um and what so- eight months old. Yeah, and it is hard. Like I, said, I do, I do pick up and drop off for all four of them, and with the baby all day, and it's it's exhausting. But it's also super freaking awesome, and that's the point that I don't hear often when I hear moms in these circles. They're never like, "Oh my gosh, you fucking kidding me? This is great!" Like, my husband's at work all day, and and I pretty much make my rules all day, <laughs> and. Because that's how I feel, and my wife totally knows it. Like, I, I think I have the dream set up, <laughs> even though it is exhausting, and even though it's crazy, I just think it's really awesome and cool and fun um, to do all that stuff. So, I don't know. That's it's it's just, and maybe it's not just a, a women thing. Maybe there, maybe most stay-at-home dads agree with the these pockets of women that I've been encountering and they just think it's a miserable experience too. I don't know. 
maybe I'm just an outlier and it has nothing to do with men versus women. But I always hear the moms talking about it. So that was my, that was my thing. You said it was fun. I don't understand how it's fun being with four kids all the time. Like, and you have to do it. <laughs> like, you can't quit. <laughs> How's that fun? You can't quit, but you can do, you can do, you can you share your passions and stuff with your kids. It's fun. You know, I can take them out into the garden or we can, you know, go outside and just play ball. Like there's, you know, you just can do so much fun stuff with them and, and then see them. You know, I have quails and, and Cambria, my daughter, she she found the first egg and she like was super excited and that's like that's fun like I wouldn't I would not have that experience never would have happened if I was working um still so that's what I mean that's how it's fun um I see what you're saying I probably wouldn't I don't have I'm about as far away from having kids as a human being can possibly be. Uh, so I wouldn't, you know, I mean, I, I understand, um, you know, yeah, like, I mean, it would be so cool for me to, to have a son, just like I know you do with your kids, you know, you have, uh, two boys and you have them, you know, you know, hitting the, the speed bag and stuff like that. And they don't really understand yet. They're right. not really into it or really like, you know, how, you know, how, how I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's all, it's. It's no different to them at this point than them playing Legos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, um, I, I, I mean, I know how cool it would be for me if I had a son and I could, uh, you know, you said, you know, just like the things that you're into, like how you can, can kind of, you know, um, uh, get your kids involved in it to or try to get them interested in it brainwashed yeah for me it would be it would be trying to i mean yeah like i'd be trying to get my son i mean it's gonna happen naturally anyway like your kids your boys are gonna grow up a little bit get a little bit older and start getting into sports and stuff like that but um you know to to like we like boxing and not everybody likes boxing you know so to to to, you know i know you name money i'm not i'll just sit up here and say your kid's name but she named one of your kids after a, an all-time great boxing trainer, you know. Yeah. And Pass. so, yeah. yeah. And Pass. so it's, mm-hmm. and, and, and so it's, uh, you know, that would be cool, that, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, um, for me, it would be also like just like my, my worldview and trying to shape my kids to my worldview, not as far as, I mean, really? like, yeah, not like politically and stuff like that, but just like what I think a man should be. Oh. And if I had a daughter, what I think, you know, how I think a lady, a woman, you know, should be, yeah. uh, you know, teach my daughter to be a lady and, and you know, what I think, right. uh, you know, so. Yeah, because it means different things to every person. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, think, I don't think that, you think that would be stressful? Or you, are you. I think that would be fun too. Is that what you're saying? That's yeah. That's what I think will be fun about it. You know, like trying to like having a daughter and trying to raise my daughter not to be a feminist. Uh, and not uh, Jason's gonna get mad. 
if I start with this, he doesn't want to be associated with with this far right talk of mine. But you know, raising my my, my daughter not to be a a feminist uh, and, uh, and 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 to hate men, and I think she has to be independent of all the feminist garbage. But raising her to be a woman and to want a man and to want to submit to a man. Um, you know, just to just to not fight nature, uh, as Patrice O'Neill might put it. He used to talk about women fighting nature. Don't fight nature. Nature is <laughs> everything, basically. I, I do mean, not, do not want my daughter submitting to a man at any point. You don't want your daughter to submit to a man. No, to submit to her. She's a freaking. She's perfect. You, you want need- you? Oh my god. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh my God! You want a man to submit to your daughter? I want my daughter. No, it doesn't need to be that way, though. It doesn't need to be either they, either one of them submit. I don't actually don't want my daughter to be with a man that submits to her, though. I don't want that either. <laughs> But I don't want I don't I don't want her marrying some guy who's a freaking overlord like you know what I mean? It's it's bad well, on you don't want her to be with a man who's abusive. Nobody would want that. But you know, you, you want her to I mean I, I mean I, I've seen I mean I haven't really I can't say that I've seen it up close and personal, but I, I know that it, it exists these symbiotic relationships. They can happen. Where you have a woman and a man existing together as a woman and a man should exist, meaning they, they, they complement each other, you know? And, and the woman's not trying to, she's not listening to Oprah and all these different feminists, you know, these people with, the, with their feminist talking points. She's a woman and she it's basically just like you know i mean it's just like shaq and kobe you know like shaq and kobe more than probably any duo in history other than like you know magic and kareem is probably maybe a better example where their very games were meant were meant to complement each other you know men and women are the same way like the stuff that the stuff that that women are are best at a, a man can do it, but he's not going to be as good at it naturally as a woman is going to be. Like he's not going. He's we're not optimized for the same thing women's are optimized for, and like, vice versa. I don't agree with most of what you're saying. Come on, man. I don't. What don't, what, don't, what don't you agree with? Because you would say something like the mother is like hardwired to be like the consoler or something like that, right? Okay, so that's what I'm saying. It's different. I think, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think I'm the consoler of me and my wife. Jason, let's not get into. Serious. I'm not, I I think. Um, but I'm. I think we both are. But I think I uh, stop being solipsistic, okay? <laughs> stop.
stop being solipsistic, okay? Solipsistic meaning that's a female trait where they like you you ever talk to a woman and like all of her reference points, her entire worldview is based on her own personal experience and maybe like two or three of her girlfriends or something like that. But you're you speak in absolutes, so then I if you're gonna speak in absolutes, then all I have to do is give you one example. And then your your theories are bullshit. You I'm don't speak absolute. I'm generalizing. Like many many women, you go all women are better at this thing. That's I've never you're... said all. Did I say all? You're speaking in absolutes. So you're saying women are. More... <laughs> I'm, gen- I'm not speaking absolutes. I'm generalizing. Okay. Well, either way, you're still <laughs> can't just. Anyway, keep going. And what what are that women naturally better at then? Cooking. That's so fucking stupid. Cleaning. Aren't like, <laughs> some of the best chefs in the world men? Cleaning. Yeah, but let's see. Let's see what I when I editors are always men. Yeah, yes, the, yeah, of course. Yep, yeah, listen. The best professionals are always men. When I say women are better at cooking, it's just like like my grandmother, right? Like Nowadays, my grandmother doesn't, uh, she doesn't, she used to make, like, she might make me a sandwich or something like that, right? I don't mean to say it like that, you know, like, make me a sandwich. But she did. She would make me, you know, whatever, a a turkey sandwich back when I was, back when I was eating meat, right? And the point is that, like, now I can make my own turkey sandwich, right? But when I, when I go to the, um, kitchen, and I make a turkey sandwich, it's like kind of like, like I don't really know my way around the kitchen. Like, a, you, ever, you ever see a woman in the kitchen? You ever see a woman make a sandwich? It's like she can do it with her eyes closed and nobody had to teach her. She was born to do it. And I'm not being sexist. <laughs> this is the most sexist thing you just <laughs> have you ever but I'm seen? Not trying, I'm not even trying to be sexist, though. It's yeah, true. I know it oozes out of you. Huh? I know you're not trying to be sexist. It just sexist. It just oozes out of you. You have you ever seen a woman like how how bro? You have to admit, a woman in the kitchen seems at home, does she not? Some women do for sure. I know, I know, and I know it's some women who don't know how to do anything in the kitchen. But 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 even women who don't know anybody knows how to make a sandwich, right? It, it could be a woman who doesn't know how to really cook, but but look at the way that woman makes a a, a sandwich in the kitchen. Even one of these young, like pretty girls who weren't taught by their mothers to have like home <laughs> skills or wife skills, but and look how look how efficiently they make a sandwich. You know, well, it's still learned behavior because likely their mother and their mother's mother and their mother's mother mother. Or probably in the kitchen. Yeah, but some of those girls, but some of those girls, they just, you know, as a certain generation of women, I'd say it started probably. I'd say it started my mother's generation, you know, um, that, and of course this is. I mean, I'm, I'm black, so I mean, black women are to the extreme in every <laughs> single possible. Uh, Context, but um, beauty. What? Oh, please stop pandering. <laughs> <laughs> There's no black women are going to listen to this. 
And so, and so, um, you know, but you know, like I mean, basically, like the the feminist generation, you know, which you know was like I'd say my my mother's that was like the seventies when that like the real this current wave of feminism, I guess if you can call it that, when it started, um, that was like what that you know my mother was born in the sixties, so she was a little girl in the you know when the seventies started, and she. Um, she, you know, like her generation, I think was probably the first generation where, you know, because that's what they were being taught was independent, independent, uh, you know, women are equal to men, all that stuff. So they kind of, you know, those skills, you know, I mean, or maybe it was more the next generation because those women still had mothers who were traditional but by the time, I don't know, by the time, for sure, by the time you got to, like, my generation, our generation, I guess we're the same generation. Are you, are you a millennial? Technically? I think so. You're I, right on the cusp. Yeah, I'm either that or Gen X. Yeah. But um, switching gears, uh, I know you wanted to, we talked for briefly uh, at the beginning about the... Uh, the, the the Dave Chappelle thing, which comes two months after the uh, situation of Chris Rock at the uh, at the Oscars. Now those those two things are not the same ball of wax because uh, Dave I, this guy didn't jump on stage because Dave Chappelle made a joke that was offensive to him. I don't know why the guy jumped on stage. I think basically. I think basically Will Smith basically set the precedent for people to, you know, just go on stage. You know, of course, people are not going to have like a, a real reason to do it. They're going to do it just now because they saw Will Smith do it. <laughs> the guy ran up on the stage and tackled Dave Chappelle um, at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, His motive was? I didn't hear anything. He, yeah, I don't think he had a motive. It was just, it was just for like attention, basically, for notoriety. And they they beat the guy up so bad. I mean, it, he was, you know, I think everybody, I mean, you know, they, I don't know if anybody else, a lot of people have commented on the, um, the photo of the, the, the guy in, uh, in the stretcher, uh, afterwards on the stretcher afterwards, handcuffed and you know, either they just handcuffed him in an awkward position or he has like a dislocated elbow or something like that because his, his freaking arm was turned around backwards basically handcuffed to the uh to the stretcher and you know um i uh i don't know i just think it's uh and of course chris rock uh he he gets up there and kind of makes his first because he had kind of been staying away from the topic you know he's been doing stand-up since that um uh, since that event at the uh at the oscars that incident that incident incident at the Oscars, uh, but he took the opportunity last night after the the guy rushed the stage and tackled and uh, you know I don't think he made a full tackle because I don't know if Dave went down from what I from what I saw the little clip I saw, but he uh, Chris, Chris you know Dave's up there afterwards and Chris comes on stage and he kind of grabs the mic and he goes was that Will Smith so mm-hmm. that was funny you know of course people love that uh, at the at the uh, at the show and anybody who saw that clip. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I know you think you were telling me earlier that you believe in 
I think any reasonable per- person would have to agree that uh, com- I mean, a comedian should be like they should be they should be protected, um, not protected like you know by security, but just their speech basically, uh, their freedom to tell jokes. Uh, it's not the same thing as you know a non-comedian, uh, you know, insulting you or something like that because they're not a comedian and it's a, and it's and it's not a joke. Right. What do you have to say? I agree. And you're and when you go to a, a a comedy show, you're accepting that that's what's going on. You're you know the the things that are said at a comedy show, you wouldn't say at the office to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. There's, it's, it's an entirely different construct there. Like, what's acceptable, what's not, everything. So, yes, so comedians play under, under a different set of rules, and they should. Um, otherwise, I, I heard somebody say, like, they're the ones who test the boundaries. And I like that. I like that idea that, that comedians can, can do that. And so to the Will Smith thing, I thought it was, I, I find it extremely hard to believe that people could take Will Smith's side in this. And I was telling you, I probably am more tolerant of violence than most people, right? Because there are a lot of people who say it's never okay to like go and hit another person, you know, for or an insult. Some people mm-hmm. would that stands. I don't I don't believe that. I think that if that that there can be words spoken that warrant being punched in the mouth. I think that that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case I don't because the the biggest thing to me was that well the that comedians are kind of playing under a different set of rules aside, like that, that whole thing aside, which we both agree on that they should be, I don't know. I don't know if there's a better word than protected, but yeah, they, they, they just play under a different set of rules because they're doing a different thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that aside though, I thought what Will Smith did was like the most cowardly thing that a, a man can do because Every man has been in a fight or has come close to a fight or seen or witnessed, you know, how a fight escalates and that sort of thing. And, and Will Smith presented himself the whole time going up to Chris Rock as not as though he was, he was wanting to fight. And that's the mo- That's the thing that pissed me off so much. It wasn't just a. It wasn't just like a, um, you know, that he cold cocked him and and like kind of blindsided him because sometimes people deserve that too. But he presented himself in a way that he was going up there to do some sort of something. You know, not that. No, nobody. The reason everyone was so shocked because you saw him walking and nobody thought that he was going to hit him, including Chris Rock. Chris Rock mm-hmm. did he was going to be hit in the face. So I thought that was... And then, and then after that, for him to turn his back on him, I can never imagine hitting another man and then expecting I can just walk away from him. 
there's if you're going to hit another man then you should expect retaliation that's what a fight is otherwise you're just a big bully that's how that works that's the only way that works if you hit another person you're expecting retaliation and if you're not expecting retaliation you're expecting that you can turn your back and know nothing will happen to you then you're a fucking bully and that that really irks me that he that that you just did it in front of everybody that that could just be displayed like that it drives me crazy like i can't does he is he like hollywood pariah now do you know or is he just is it just like i don't know i don't even know i don't even know what happened after that really is he you know like from the academy award ceremony for 10 years during during that ceremony right not during the ceremony. It took a couple of weeks for them to make a decision. Oh, 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 oh. After that, he got an award? He won Best Actor. Oh, my. For what? For King Richard. Oh, my God. Jason, seriously, how are you this out of a loop? Out of, <laughs> out of a loop? Like, how, what, what, what kind of rock are you living under? I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to those things. <laughs> That was one of the biggest non-like... Oh, and know. I it was big. That's my point. I, I think it should be big. That was a big thing, man. <laughs> that was one of the biggest pop... That may have been the single biggest pop culture moment of all time. <laughs> and you didn't know about it for two months? I'm here now, and I'm talking about it. Well, but the real question is, what would you have done, comedian or not? Let's say... I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. If... If Will Smith had gone up on that stage and slapped you, what would you have done? Considering the event... And, if he, and, turned, he turned his back like that? And, and I, I took it... If he, if he had hit me, let's say I took it just like, whoa. My dogs are barking at something. Oh, I think they found a raccoon or something. Um, sorry. If I had taken it the same exact way as Chris Rock took it, meaning it just kind of made me turn my head and I was still standing there, and then Will Smith turned his back on me, I would have run up behind him and tackled him by the legs and then jumped behind him and started punching him in the ears. (laughs) I would have. (laughs) How do you... Oh, my God. And then, you know... He probably would have got a lot in on me too once once he realized I was coming after him. But I don't. How the fuck? It that drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy that bullies can just be that way. That's that's how I view Will Smith now, forever going forward too. And I like a lot of his work, but no, he's he's done for me. Yeah, so Jason, you're canceling Will Smith, huh? Yeah, I am. But not that I not that I pay attention to things anyway, but but Yeah, I was I was just outright disgusted with Will Smith. I, just, I was disgusted by by what he did. I just couldn't believe it. Good. You should and then 
do you think there's a component of of that that like there's a racial component that it um it's even worse that that was on public display the black man hitting a black man or do yeah. you do you don't don't you think that that resonates with a certain part part of the country that i don't know i i get I get so worried, I guess, that when, because black people are held to a higher standard, you know, in our society. And not, not that that's right, but that's, that's how, it, that's what happens, right? They're held uh, to a higher standard? They're, they're, more is expected of them, right? So if. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, if I do something. They have to, black people have to be perfect. I, I, can, I can act a little loose in front of a cop, but a black person has to be perfect, right? They're, they can't, they can't. I don't know if that means that society expects more. Yes, the society does, because if a black person isn't, isn't perfect, then they're, then they're, um, flaws are what is the focus. Yeah. Now that becomes the focus. So, so black people end up having to be perfect, and it's fucked up. But that's, but that's that's how it works. Um, racist people are going to only look for something that confirms their racist, stupid ideas. So yeah. So that's and I and unfortunately, I think a lot of America when they see something like that, my point is like when they see that, I worry that there's a big portion of America going to see, uh-huh. Look like, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't worry about stuff. Like that. Do you think, you don't think that, that, that happens then? I'm just, I'm I, think, I think, I think like you said, if it's somebody who's already racist, mm-hmm. which that can go you know, that can range from a... I mean, that doesn't have to be a KKK member. That can be... Oh, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a lot of, like, people who we walk, you walk past the, in the grocery store every day who have those same, you know, behind closed doors when they're just in their home with their family, the people close to them. So you're saying have, that wasn't a harmful thing in, in creating... More. I don't think it's going to create. It's just going to affirm stuff for some idiots, but yeah, you know, people like you you already said it. People who already think that, yeah, you know, um, because I was talking about that exact thing to my with my wife today, and I was like, I I worry about that, and I'm like that. I don't know. I just feel like black people more than any other race, um have to not have to but yeah have to like kind of like um present themselves as with the with the togetherness sort of more than other races because then then the country and not the country the entire country but then people just like i said just start picking out those those other things so I don't know. I get worried about weird shit. 
I'm like, I'm like, no, don't do this. Now that now these idiots are gonna anyway, okay, sorry. No, and you're and you're not even black and you feel like that. Jeez, how how woke can you be? All right, so before we get out of here, just a reminder to rate, review, or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and every other major podcatcher. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TC Pod Network and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Podcast Network. We are out. <laughs>